Welcome to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Today we're on episode three and the question of today is what are you willing to sacrifice to reach your goals? What are you truly willing to give up to reach your goals? You know, you have to start making sacrifices today that will help you reach your goals tomorrow. And I really want to focus on two major stories today that um, are going to give you some examples of sacrifices, uh, things that I've experienced uh, myself. Roughly uh, 2007. Uh, I'm six months out of personal training school. So I went to a personal training school in Orlando, Florida. I'm six months out. Uh, I'm working in the gym every day. I'm loving it. You know, after I, uh, after I leave the trade school, I'm back in Indiana. So I moved back in Indiana to Indiana, uh, where I grew up, uh, from Orlando. The school is about five months long, uh, six, seven hours a day. And I secured a spot at a big box gym right? Good pay, good growth potential, good opportunity, uh, really great people. And I was just loving it. Um, one thing that I didn't quite get was why do I not have very many clients? Like why are people not just signing up? You know, it was a newer gym. And when they brought me on, they said, Oh, well, you're gonna get all these clients. You're gonna get all this opportunity. You're gonna have all these, um, you know, all these chances to train people to work with people. And that's what I wanted as a personal trainer. I wanted to work with people. I wanted to help people change their lives. And, and then it happened one day, uh, I'm out on the floor doing a workout and my district manager, uh, is in our location visiting for the day, right? He's doing some meetings, he's in and out of things. He wraps up with a meeting, he walks out on the workout floor. He says, Hey, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, of course. What's up? And we had a, we had a pretty good relationship. Uh, we'd talked several times. He was my interviewing manager, uh, when I'd gotten hired six months prior, um, and he went on to say, well, you know, the numbers are down here at the location. The performance isn't great. Uh, and at first I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here to train clients. Like, where are the clients? What do you want me to doing? Like, how can I, you know, how can I, how can I help? How can I, how can I do this? And he says, you know, I really like you. You know, your manager really likes you. Uh, you do a great job with the clients. You know, we, we love what you're doing here. But if you don't get your numbers up, you probably won't be able to keep this job, keep this opportunity. And I'm thinking, what? I thought, get my numbers up. Like, what does that even mean? Like, they didn't tell me when I got my job that I was going to have to be concerned about getting my numbers up. I thought I was here to train clients. I thought I was here to help people, right? So we talked for a few more minutes, and he explained, uh, you know, more in detail about what it meant to get the numbers up and, and what it meant to, you know, even though we don't have members coming in, we had to improve the revenue from the personal training side. And that was just the way that it is. I mean, it's just reality, right? And so I thought about it for the rest of the day. And, um, you know, I, I could I could go back and I could do carpenter work and I could go back and build houses part-time or full-time and then do a train be a trainer part-time. But I was like, I really want to be a trainer. Like, I... I somebody who hated school, I committed five to six months of school um, to be a trainer. Like, that's what I want to do. I I know for a fact. And so uh, the next day I sat down with my direct manager. I said, okay. I said, I've decided I want to get my numbers up. Just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And the response was, well, honestly, I'm not sure what to tell you. 
And I thought, how are you not sure what to tell me? And, and of course, I got frustrated and I was like, well, you know, I don't, I'm, in my mind, I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, but I knew, I said, I, I knew I had to get my numbers up or I wouldn't be a trainer. I'd go back to being a, a carpenter or I'd go back to doing something else, firefighter, EMT, you know, one of the things that I'd done before. And I thought, no, I, I want to get my numbers up. I want to figure this out. So I just started online. I started Google searching. You know, I read everything from um, how to get potential clients interested, how to sign up clients, how to sell personal training, um, you know, how to meet more clients without any new gym members because we were in a big box gym, right? So we relied on the new members coming in. Well, I mean, that's how it was set up. We were supposed to rely on the new members coming in as opportunities uh, for the personal training program. But, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And what I did is I said, okay, look, I got to shorten my workouts, right? I got to shorten the amount of time that I'm watching TV. I got to shorten the amount of time that I'm watching movies or, you know, going out with friends. Um, and, and even when I was at work, you know, if I had a lunch break, if I had a small break, if I had, you know, if I would gotten done cleaning the floor early, I would sit down and I would research and research and research. And slowly but surely, I started to turn things around. I implemented different strategies and tactics, and before you knew it, I was completely full. Uh, I mean, I, it was probably another six to eight months. I was completely full. I had trainers coming up to me asking me how I was getting so many clients, you know, how, how I had people, so many people working out with me when we didn't have new members coming in. And about 12 months after that conversation with my district manager, I became the manager of that location. And... None of that would have happened without sacrificing the time, without sacrificing the energy, without basically putting in all the effort that I was placing elsewhere, right? Um, the distractions that I had, the, you know, the, the two and a half hour workouts for no apparent reason, just because I had the time to kill. Um, if I wouldn't have taken that time and poured it into figuring this out on my own, this, I mean, looking back, if I wouldn't have made those sacrifices, it really wouldn't have set me up for where I'm at today. Um, which that kind of leads me into my next story. My next thought is, so it's 2009, right? I, I become the manager roughly somewhere around 2009, maybe a little bit before that. Fast forward to 2011. Okay. Things are going super well. Same big box company, same district manager. I'm the manager of the location now. So now I'm working with a district manager and a regional manager. Um, you know, our district is on, is on fire. Um, like we are, we're crushing it. We have one location that's not doing great, but I think we had six or seven locations in the region. Um, all of them were doing a great job. I had a great team. Uh, we just came off of a four-day weekend where the company had taken us out two months prior and, and said, hey, here are those new targets. Um, you know, Here's some new strategies. Here's opportunities that are going to come up. Like, Prepare yourselves. Get yourselves ready for this stuff. And I had my eyes set on, well, how do I become a district or a regional manager in the next 12 to 18 months? Because all the things that I had sacrificed before, I was like, well, if I just keep making sacrifices, I can go from being a trainer who almost lost their position to running this whole district, right? That's kind of where my head was at at this time. And so uh, the company set up this big conference call and they said, all right, you know, we, we want to talk to everybody. I want to make sure everybody gets on. We got some big announcements. Uh, and of course, once they said that, the rumors started flying, right? Oh, we got new locations coming. And then people were like, oh, I want to get picked up. I want to, I want to move to a new location if they're going to start a location. You know, I, I saw, you know, construction happening over here. I wonder if that's, you know, going to be one of our new locations. And, 
you know, in that you don't, you don't know what to think and, um, you know, you want to be hopeful, right? So that kind of excites you and you're like, yeah, hopefully this will be sweet. Uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So they set the call, I think it was like a Wednesday, uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon, I believe. Um, and, and so they set the call. We all jumped on the call. They did a quick, quick roll call, but energy is kind of weird, right? So, um, there's a, there's a new voice on the phone. All of our normal people are on the phone, but their excitement doesn't seem quite normal, uh, as, as most of our calls were. Uh, and the new voice on the phone, he introduces himself as the owner of the entire company. Uh, they had about 50 to 60 locations. Uh, they, oh, okay, cool. Sweet. You know, he's here. Maybe, I mean, this is going to be some big news. Um, and then he says it, the company's been sold. And with the sale of that company, um, the new owners are going to be downsizing to a limited number of locations because they want to drive more members to these locations specifically. And I just thought, whoa, 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 wait, what? Like, what, what is happening? Like, it was like a bomb just exploded, right? I mean, we had, we had trainers and uh, people on the, in the sales side that were all, like, excited and, like, what's coming? What's going to happen? And now I had to go out here and tell them that we were – we the business was – the company was sold and we might be closing. And so I, like, I patiently and hopefully listened for the list to be read of which locations were going to – going to close. And, you know, deep down, I had a feeling that it wasn't going to be great because I knew that the purchasing company had a much higher price point and the demographics that they were looking for probably didn't fall under the demographics of of, um, my location. And so, you know, I I let them do the list thing. And as soon as they announced our club name, it was like just something snapped. And I got so mad. I threw the phone. I pushed the receiver uh to the other end of the desk and of course we're all on mute so you know nobody could hear that and i just remember thinking i am so frustrated with these guys like i I had a great relationship with them i had a great relationship with many of the upper management even um so district manager regional manager i'd spoken to the vice president of the entire company several times and i'd given them 60 to 70 hours a week for almost two years straight with one week off per year, unless I was sick. And I was just thinking they couldn't have given me a heads up or something, right? I mean, they couldn't have at least been like, hey, this isn't going to be exciting news, so don't get overly amped. Uh, and obviously I understand, you know, looking back, it's it's not like they could have said, hey, we're going to be closing. That wouldn't have made sense because um, most people would have ran off and told someone else and told someone else. And before you know it, before they even made the announcement, everybody would have known. So... Uh, the call ended with a two week notice, which I was honestly grateful for. Um, I mean, a lot of companies that go out or sell, like it's, you show up the next day and boom, it's gone. So I was happy that we had two weeks. We had two weeks to talk to the clients, the members, you know, explain to them what was going on, explain to them what had happened and why we were no longer going to be a location anymore. Obviously a lot of people were sad, but when you get that opportunity to explain it to them, they're, they're understanding. Um, and instead of them just showing up to a locked door and not knowing if their membership has been canceled or not. So a couple shortly after we got off that phone call, um, 
my regional manager called me. He said, hey, there's a huge meeting tomorrow with the owners of the new purchasing company. He said, I want you to be there. They're going to make you an offer. And, you know, I thought, well, we'll see. And he said, well, he said, I really want you to be there because they made me an offer and I accept the position. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. And so I thought, okay, cool. You know, I was a little skeptical, but hopeful, right? Uh, meeting went fine for the most part, uh, normal meeting, you know, we're going to make things better. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. We want to, we want to help. We want to give the opportunity if, you know, as many of you guys want to stay on, you know, can stay on. So we had a, we had a big meeting then we had a smaller meeting. And then, uh, after that smaller meeting was over with our regional manager, my regional manager pulled me aside after everyone left. And he said, um, he said, Hey, you know, what do you think? And, you know, I was honest with him straight up, you know, I just said, well, um, you know, I said, I've been looking forward to potentially doing something on my own. I said, but it's going to come down to two things. I said, obviously the pay, right? The pay is going to come down to, um, and then really it's just going to come down to whether or not I, I think the opportunity is worth it because I, I really would like to try my own thing. Even in this time, you know, having a successful location and working as the manager there, I was still looking for opportunities to grow, advance, um, you know, be at a different level. I mean, I had my eyes set on a district management position, so I had also been looking around in the area to see if there was anything else available with another company similar to. And and so I told him, I said, this might be my opportunity where I should just, you know, just go out and try it on my own. And he looked at me straight in my face and he said, Michael, he said, you're great at what you do, but there's no way you can do all of this. Like, do you even understand what it, like all the work it takes on the back end, um, on top of everything else you're doing as a manager right now? Like, there's just no way you can do it. And then he added, if you come here, they're going to give you roughly 70 to $75,000 a year plus bonuses. So as a 25-year-old kid, I would have been making six figures relatively like quickly without pretty much any bills for the most part because I didn't have you know any student loan debt or things like that. Um, and obviously that had a nice ring to it, but I wasn't fully convinced, you know. Plus, he pretty he pretty much had just told me that, you know, dude, you're you're good at what you do, but you can't you can't do this. It's too much for you, which, you know. <sighs> in my mind was kind of like a kick in the face um, because it's pretty much like he just had squashed my inner dream, right? My inner, my inner desires uh, to, to be better, to advance myself, to push myself. So I thought about it for about a day and I said, you know what? I said, no, I said, that's not, I said, this isn't going to work for me. Um, you know, I'm going to take some of my clients and just, and just go start my own thing. And so I salvaged the clients that I could from the mess that was created um, from just, you know, completely shutting down an entire big box gym. And I just started training them independently. You know, the first six months, I was lost. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to open a gym, but I went from 70 hours a week, $60,000 a year to barely 20 hours a week and hardly $20,000 a year. And I honestly used the first three months after that to just take care of the clients that I had, kind of refocus to refresh. And then I officially launched my first company, my first personal training company, um, just short of a year later uh, with a friend of mine. And then 
once we opened that first location, uh, I was able to go and open five locations within five years. And obviously there's a ton of stories in there and lessons that we'll get to later. But today I want you to understand is when I turned down that job, when I turned down that 75,000 plus bonuses, $100,000 a year job, I sacrificed a lot. Like in the moment, it didn't seem like it. But looking back, I mean, I sacrificed financially. Um, I mean, the first six months was practically like, it it was like a kick in the face financially for the first six months. Um, First eight, nine months was pretty rough. And the first two years was super, super tight. Um, so two years later and this whole time, right. Cause I, cause I know two years isn't a long, isn't a long time for some people. I mean, I know people who went six years, uh, growing their business before they actually pay themselves, but I had an offer that would have paid me six figures pretty much indefinitely. Um, if I would have turned away my dream and if I would not have been able to sacrifice that short-term financial gain for my long-term vision, my long-term goal. And even in that time frame, so like the, in the first three, four months um, when things weren't going well, they took me to lunch, they called me, uh, they had one of my buddies come out and you know check in and, hey man, how's business? Dude, you should come and work for us. That position that they promised you, they'll still give it to you, which Honestly, I don't think that they realized it, but it was secretly just fueling me because I knew that I knew that they were the ones that were losing out. Like I knew that if I went there, it would be a big waste of my time because my potential was so much higher, if that makes sense. So, you know, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to stick with what I'm doing. I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to sacrifice the time with family and friends. I'm going to sacrifice financially. I'm going to sacrifice the TV and the video games. I'm going to, and I'm going to sacrifice a little bit mentally because it was a huge mental challenge. I mean, when you think about sacrificing the feeling of safety and security that a six-figure-a-year job would give you or even a $70,000-a-year job would give you, it wasn't easy. But overall, I had more quality time. I called the shots. I got to decide when and what to sacrifice and what to give up and what exactly what exactly I was going to do. I got to choose, right? And so you have to start making sacrifices today that are going to help you reach your long-term goals tomorrow. This is so important because if you don't do this, you'll never reach your goals. And quite honestly, if you don't reach your goals all you're going to have is regret, 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 regret. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, what if I make this huge sacrifice? Because this was me. What if I make this huge sacrifice and I don't reach my goals, right? I fought with that in my head. Um, I'd say for probably the first couple of months, like, man, did I just, did I just make a mistake? Uh, and again, it's funny because I thought at first I was like, man, did I make a mistake? Should I take in the job? And then ultimately when they started calling me and then taking me to lunch and then trying to get my buddy to recruit me. I was like, no, I I made the right decision. Like this was the right move because they obviously see the potential that I have or else they wouldn't be continuously trying to recruit me to come back. So, you know, I know that thought process. Like what if I, what if I make the sacrifice and I don't reach my goals? I can't give up that much time doing the things that I like. I can't give up that much time with friends 
But I would challenge you to think about it this way. What if you did reach that goal? Like, just think, what if you made the sacrifice? What if you gave up the time? What if you put in the energy and the effort and you made all those sacrifices? Maybe it's a big financial sacrifice for you as well. And you reached that goal and you had even more time, more financial freedom, more more of whatever it is that you desire and want because you made that short-term sacrifice for that long-term growth, that long-term opportunity. So start making sacrifices today that are going to help you reach your goals tomorrow. So I have three tips real quick that will help you start making these sacrifices. Number one, you have to start small. So, you know, you don't have to give up all the time in the world, give up all the finances in the world, give up, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't have to put yourself in a position to where you would struggle for months and months and months. Like you don't have to do all of that at once. You can do one at a time. You could start by reading 10 pages of a book every single day. You could start simply by, you know, waking up an extra 30 minutes every day just to set your goals for the week or the day. Um, one thing that really helped me in starting small, honestly, was just saying, okay, look, this is where I want to be by the end of the month. So if I, if I had eight clients and I needed 10 clients, then I knew that out of my eight clients, I needed to either find a referral or I needed to do some work on social media, get some posts out. Um, I mean, this was several, several years ago. So this was eight years ago, nine years ago now. Um, so Facebook advertising wasn't what it is today. So it was a lot, lot different. But start small. Start with simple things that you know that you can accomplish. Just start building that credibility with yourself, uh, if that makes sense. Number two is plan ahead. So you can't just go in blind. Like you don't want to give up time and then not – so you don't want to stop watching TV or stop playing video games or you know, cut down time with your friends if all you're going to do is sit and scroll on social media or just sit and do nothing. Like There's so much that we lose when we don't plan, when we don't look at the calendar and say, okay, I typically watch a show from, you know, I get off work at 5, I get home at 6, I have dinner from 6 to 6.30, I typically sit in front of the TV from 6.30 to 8.30. If you decide, okay, I'm not going to sit in front of the TV from 6.30 to 7.30, what is, it that, what is it that you're going to do? You have to plan ahead during that time. So number one, start small. Number two, plan ahead. Number three, be consistent. If you're going to give up the TV time every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, be consistent with every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Don't just sporadically do things. If you sporadically do things, you'll get frustrated and you won't move forward. You won't plan ahead. You won't start small. You'll get to the point where you feel like you have to like, just start with everything. And then that will make you frustrated. And then you won't reach your goal. And then you'll ultimately land on regret again. So let's recap that one more time. Start small. Plan ahead. Be consistent. Start making sacrifices today that are going to get you results tomorrow. You have, you have the right this is where we all kind of get a little bit like confused, I think, because you have the right to play video games. You have the right to hang out with your friends and family. You have the right to watch TV. You have the right to do whatever, but you also have the right to reach your goals. You know, a lot of times we put this expectation on ourselves that 
well, I can't give up this specific thing for my goals because that's selfish, right? You have to start small. You have to be consistent and you have to plan ahead. You do those three things and you're not going to be giving up as much as you think you will. Plus, you're going to be gaining so much on the backside that it's absolutely incredible. So I challenge you today to start making those small, small, small sacrifices, those short-term sacrifices for that long-term success. And honestly, if you don't – one of my favorite quotes is, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. So you might be thinking, oh, well – I can't sacrifice that. I can't sacrifice that. I can't sacrifice that. I can't give up that. Ultimately, the goal that you have or the goal that you think you have is the sacrifice. No matter what, you are sacrificing something. So I challenge you today to start making small sacrifices. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for joining me on episode three of Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram at Michael B. Life, Michael B-L-I-F-E. I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. And until next time, get out there and make some sacrifices.